Jordan Love apparently doesn't want to sit another year behind Aaron Rodgers. We're going to put that in the no-duh category, plus the latest on the Packers' playoff hopes after Week 14 and the impact of Week 14 and this entire season on their potential defensive coordinator search. All of that coming up today on the show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. And if you use the promo code LOCKDOWN, they will match that first deposit up to $100 with a 100% deposit match. PrizePicks.com, promo code locked on. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. The Packers, of course, did not play on Sunday. They did not play on Thursday. They do not play on Monday night. It was their bye week, as is their annual right. And it is a bye week that is very different than the, than the one that we thought they were going to get because we thought when the schedule came out, okay, week 14, this is going to be great because, oh, it's a playoff chase and you want that late bye, that late rest, and then you really have fresh legs Last month of the season, you make that push and you go. And isn't it a wonderful thing? And wouldn't this season have potentially been so different if they had had that bye week after the Giants game? I truly believe it mattered a little. I don't think they beat the Jets. I mean, they no-showed against the Jets. But maybe they play the Jets in week 14 and they play Mike White and it's a different game. And the offense is much more figured out than it was then there's, there's a lot of ways that you could look at this if you wanted to. I'm not going to tie myself in knots worrying about that, thinking about that, because that's not the case. That's not what happened. And so we are where we are. Interestingly, unrelated to that, over, uh, it was a couple days ago, um, Jason Wildey went on ESPN Wisconsin and mentioned that after a conversation that he had with Jordan Love, that he did not believe Jordan Love wants to sit another year behind Aaron Rodgers, which, you know, I think that that that's a pretty easy inference for us to make. No one wants to be a, a bench player. Everyone wants to be starting. But what was particularly interesting about this was, though Jordan did not come out and say it, apparently, in their conversation, um, that Willie's inference was that, Jordan Love would not want to play next year for the Packers if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starter. Now, the easiest reaction to this, and, and maybe the right one, I don't know. I don't know that there's right or wrong here, but the easiest reaction is, um, who cares? Because the Packers can just say no. They can, they can just say no. I mean, it, it really is that easy. He's under contract. And whether the Packers pick up his fifth-year option or not, he's under contract. So they can just say, no. Now, the other side of that is, 
And Jordan Love's probably not going to hold out. The other side of this is if you're the Packers and Aaron Rodgers does want to come back, I think the question is at what cost do they renegotiate the deal? Brian Gutekind said that they believed that when they signed the contract with Aaron Rodgers last year, that it was that Rodgers was going to play more than one year. I continue to believe Rodgers is going to play in the NFL next year. The question is, will it be in Green Bay? I am sort of 50-50 on that right now. I have to be honest. And this Jordan Love situation is a, a wrinkle. And it could be a situation where Jordan Love says, look, either I'm the starter or deal me. And that's a reasonable position for him to be in. That's, that's you know, a, a logical, rational human emotion to be like, look, I'm, I'm wasting away here. I could be helping a team right now. I'm not helping my team win. Why don't you let me help another team win and get some picks for me? Now, if he doesn't play, he probably doesn't have a ton of value. Is there enough? Have we seen enough in the preseason and in the limited regular season reps to make another team say, we will give up real draft capital to go get this guy? And I think right now the answer to that is probably not. Now, Brian Gutekinds has also said, we're not trading Jordan Love. They apparently did not even entertain calls at the trade deadline. So they think he's going to be on the team. Now, how much longer can they play out this string? I thought Jacob Westendorf, friend of the pod, had a great point when he said, look, you can only have your cake and eat it too for so long. You can only straddle this line for so long. And look, Andrew Brandt was on this show. He was in the front office in Green Bay when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, when they worked on that first contract, all that stuff. He, he was there. He saw this firsthand. Aaron and his representation, they were not thrilled about this arrangement. They were not thrilled that Rodgers was not going to get to play. And there were conversations of, hey, look, if he's not going to play, just trade him. Is that the same as this situation? No. Ultimately, he wasn't traded, but also that was three years. And then Aaron got to go play. So this, this could just work itself out because Rodgers could retire or because the team and Rodgers could decide. It makes the most sense for you to be somewhere else. Now, where that somewhere else is, you know, and whether or not Rodgers thinks that that makes sense is probably going to be based on what his options are. Um, San Francisco, I don't know. Brock Purdy looked pretty good on Sunday. Is he going to be the quarterback of the future? Eh, probably not. But there's rumblings now that could it be Tom Brady? Well, the 49ers don't have anything to trade the Packers to get Aaron Rodgers, but they could just pay Tom Brady. That makes some of these other options like, I don't know, not that appealing. Is Indianapolis that appealing? Is Carolina that appealing? You're starting to run out of places. Atlanta? Is that appealing? The one that makes the most sense is New York. Would Aaron want to do that? I mean, I think that is that is the intuitive match. Mike White is a nice player. He's not Aaron Rodgers. The Packers do not have to entertain a, a Jordan Love power play if they don't want to. But it could make them say, remember, remember, remember. <laughs> remember 10 months ago? Yeah, a little more. I think it was early, early spring 
like March. And Tom Silverstein wrote a piece in the Milwaukee Journal. And in it, he explained that the Packers wanted Jordan Love to own the room a little bit more, that he was a little too deferential to Rodgers. And they wanted to see that, that sort of alpha personality. Maybe this is exactly the kind of thing they want to see. Now, they didn't do it to set this moment up, but that Jordan Love doing this, going to them and saying, look, you think I'm a starting quarterback. The Packers have said they think he's a starting quarterback. So you think I'm a starting quarterback. I think I'm a starting quarterback. Either I start here or send me somewhere I can start. And that that's the kind of moment that can that can change a franchise. Because they can go, hey, you know what? It just puts a period. All of the growth and the maturation process and everything that happens on the field, all of that is, is what gets you to this point, right? That's all the most important stuff. But then you put the period on it. End of sentence. And guess what happens at the end of the sentence? You got to start a new sentence. And you put the onus on the Packers to start that new sentence. And so it is the case that the Packers can say, look, Jordan, bear with us. This is it. And the understanding could be with Aaron Rodgers that this is it. Now, Rodgers has said in the past, I don't want to be a lame duck. But the Packers could be telling Jordan Love in this moment, look, we're going to redo this deal. One more year of Aaron Rodgers and then the reins are yours. We're going to pick up your fifth year option and you are going to have security. You're going to be on this team. And if you play well in the first couple of games, we will do for you what we did for Aaron Rodgers back in 2008. And if in the first six weeks you look like the guy we think you are, we will take care of you with a long term contract. That that could all be easy enough or. Or the Packers say, OK, cool. Jordan Love. The Falcons are willing to give us a third round pick. Go. The Colts are willing to give a third round pick. There you go. And we may get to the offseason and some of these teams, teams like the Colts, who have not lost enough games to really be in in the, you know, the, the CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Bryce Young sort of stratosphere. They may be going, yeah, Jordan Love. He's better than Anthony Richardson. Maybe that's the situation that they find themselves in. It's just, it's, it's not surprising that we're at this point. And it could be an inflection point. Or it could just be status quo. Because the Packers hold all the cards. And if they wanted to do this, they probably needed to do it last year. Is the reality of the situation. If they were going to trade Rodgers and, and install love, this past offseason was the offseason to do it. You got the multiple picks for Devontae Adams. Um, and it's it's just like, okay, now you can now you can move forward. Soft reset. Maybe instead of Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, you you draft a receiver in the first round, or maybe you draft Christian Watson earlier. And then you keep those second round picks, all that stuff in play. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. And I, I just wonder how this stance affects the Packers brass thinking because it doesn't have to, right? It doesn't have to because they hold the cards, but could it, could it just something interesting to think about in the absence of actual football to talk about, which we will get back to. I promise today's episode brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace with Turo. You can book any car you want, wherever you want. 
and from a community of local hosts. Broad's a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion across the US, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia. You can book a, an SUV or a minivan for a road trip, or you can get um, a classic car, a luxury car for a special event, a birthday, a holiday. They have so many options for you. You could test drive a car. Hey, just say, I want to drive it around. Yeah, Turo lets you do that. Host can deliver the car right to you. Right to you. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo. And this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we think you're going to love. And that's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion available right now as a bonus episode on Locked On Presents. Think Like a Champion. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Audible is a champion on the field, but off it, we rarely know the grind on the path to greatness. Russell Wilson, alongside co-host Harry Wilson, dig into how the performance athletes Artists and leaders push the boundaries of their potential. Each episode features interviews with Olympic medalists, NFL stars, business leaders. It's available right now for free on Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full episode available anywhere you get your podcasts. Available everywhere now, Audible. Get in the game. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. My all sports Show, it's everything you need to know in the day in sports in under 20 minutes. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So, we talked a little bit about the Jim Leonard situation and what this all means for the Packers. and. The Broncos lost again. And the reason I'm thinking about this, and it may it may be relevant to more than just the Broncos. I think at this point in the season, you're we're out of options for that many coaches to be fired. At the same time, if you're the Denver Broncos, and I've I've referenced this. But I, I want to expand on it. I also want to want to clean up some of the details in it because I think it's important. The Broncos lose. They're 3-10. and 10. They're terrible. They're eliminated from the playoffs. And that's as bad as it can get for this team this year to be... I mean, like, it's hard to be worse than 3-10. and 10. I think only one team is worse than 3-10. and 10. So if you're going to move on from Nathaniel Hackett, you probably know right now if you're going to do that. And so if you're going to do that, Just do that. And the reason, if you're Denver, you'd want to do that is because if your Evero is a well-thought-of coach in that organization, according to the reports, and a lot of local media have suggested that he could be auditioning for the job, that even if they don't do it during the season, if they do it in the offseason, that they could elevate Ejiro Evero to the head coaching job. Now, the thing about that is, there's a couple things. The thing about that is, let's remember, first-year defensive coordinator. He was a safeties coach before this. So this is a promotion for him. He's been great with Denver. They've had injuries. They traded Bradley Chubb. Now they have Patrick Sertan. He's awesome. They have Justin Simmons. He's awesome. Although he's had some injuries this year. It's not an elite roster defense. It's a good one. But they've been an elite level defense most of the season. In part because Adjiro Evero 
is awesome scheming up simulated pressures and they slant and they stunt and they twist and they run games and they do all sorts of cool things that you wish Joe Barry was doing. And that would be one of the reasons he is likely going to get head coaching interviews this, this cycle with coaches. But if you promote him in season to interim head coach, he cannot return as defensive coordinator. Now, that's kind of moot, I think, because if they fire Nathaniel Hackett tomorrow or today, it could be today, and install a Giro Evero, and even if they go 4-0 and to finish, whatever new coach comes in is not going to say, hey, buddy, I know that this all sucks, but why don't you keep your job? I just think that that's highly unlikely for a first-time defensive coordinator. With Matt LaFleur and Mike Patton, it was different. Mike Patton was an established coach in the NFL, a longtime coach, a former head coach. And if you're Mike Patton, you're going, yeah, of course, why wouldn't I want a former head coach much the same way they, they really liked having Rich Bisaccia in the mix this year is because he's got all that experience, all that wisdom. And if you're a first-time head coach, you want to come in and do that. So if you're a first-time head coach, is this the guy you want to bring in? A guy who was just on the staff of, of, of the guy who got canned in a 3-10 and 10 season? I get, it, I get it. The defense played awesome, but this is the guy? Aren't you going to bring in a, a new guy, your guy? Most coaches bring in their own guys. And especially if you're going to hire a veteran coach, usually teams, for better or for worse, they swing the opposite direction. You get a young offensive-minded first-time head coach, you fire him, you hire someone like Mike Zimmer. Like, that's usually how it goes. And so that seems un unlikely that would be a fit for someone like Evero. Now, there's a question, could they elevate Dom Capers to interim and then, you know, all that. I think the reality of the situation is this. Unless they're going to give him that job, the head coaching job, and maybe they are. I also find that to be pretty unlikely. He's going to be available in the market, I think, if, if they move on from this regime, which, which they may not do. And he makes sense for the Packers. Now, the question we have to go back to is, is this the best situation for him? Are there going to be other opportunities for him, are they better than the one that Green Bay can present? And does he feel spurned that he didn't get the job last time? Would he feel bad? Remember, back in the day, Vic Fangio said, and it was, it was reported, that one of the reasons why he didn't go to Green Bay after Dom Capers was fired was because he had so much respect for Dom Capers. Went to Chicago. We know how that worked out. So Joe Barry, let's say Joe Barry gets fired. Whatever I'll say, Joe Barry was my guy. We coached together. I just wouldn't feel right. He's going to have other opportunities, right? It's not like he's going to be like, it's not the Packers job or unemployment. Like he could probably go be a DC somewhere else. I'm sure 15 other teams would be banging down his door. They would fire their defensive coordinator just to hire him. So I just, I, this is something to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on Denver. 
These are the, the, the guys that were in the mix last time. That, this is who we're talking about right now. Evero and Leonard. The guys that the Packers coveted most last year. Now, I still think there's a chance that they do nothing. That they say, look, this is not a Joe Barry problem. This was a lot of, you know, they're going to move on from Adrian Amos probably. And Dean Lowry is going to be gone. And they may change Russell Douglas's position. And they may have to draft some more defensive linemen. They may have to sign some more safeties. They may just go, look, this was an undisciplined team. A lot of the schemes were sound. Matt LaFleur, a part of this coaching staff, it, he had a big hand in all of this. And he wants to say, look, we're going to fix this. If the players like Joe Barry, you can roll with it. That could happen. Is it what I think the most likely situation is? No. But like, do I think it's a lock that Joe Barry's out? No, I don't. I don't. And I'm less sure now than I was like two weeks ago. I don't know what that says, but I think that's where we are. All right, let's finish up with the playoff picture here. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks does not make you compete against other sharks or people who've got fancy algorithms or a, a clutch of people putting in thousands of daily lineups and you just can't compete with that. No. You're competing against one number, the prize picks number. Well, a couple numbers, because you got to pick a couple numbers, like Aaron Rodgers passing yards, Aaron Jones rushing yards. You put them together, you can do two to five players, up to 10 times your money. It's that easy. And they have all sorts of sports. NBA, soccer, World Cup is great to do this for. Uh, WNBA, college basketball, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, golf. All of it there at Prize Picks. And because you're a Locked On Packers listener, you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Sounds pretty good, huh? Put in the promo code Locked On. That's it. That's all you have to do. And put in the money, and they'll give you money. Put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. Put in 50, they'll give you 50. But why don't you put in 100 to get 100? That seems easy. At prizepicks.com or download the app and enter the promo code Locked on to get that deposit bonus match and thanks for making locked on packers your first listen for your next listen check out locked on sports today the biggest stories in sports plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day available on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get podcasts so the lions beat the vikings this is interesting because the lions are still in the hunt in the NFC. And there are complicated things with the tiebreakers, and if they finish with the same record, the Packers could lose out on tiebreakers, depending on how this all falls. It's also possible that you go into Week 18, Packers-Lions, if the Packers win the next couple games, that could be a winner-take-all game. The Vikings lose. We know the Vikings are overrated. Like, if you think they're a 10 and 2 team, they're not. If, they're, if you think they're a 10 and 3 team, they're not. They're more like a 7 and, let me do some quick math, 6 team. Maybe an 8 and 5 team. I just, they, they don't, they don't, they aren't. They haven't been. They're not a, they're not a great team. They're, they're, a, they're a fine team. They're a good team. But, like, there's, there's three Really good teams in the NFC. It's Philly, it's Dallas, it's San Francisco. The Packers didn't play San Francisco. They hung with Philly without their 
star quarterback for a quarter, and they beat Dallas. So, down to two seven, like against Minnesota, you feel okay about that. If it's two seven going to San Francisco, you might feel less okay about that. But if it's Brock Purdy, who knows? Could that be the angle that you need? Could this be? I mean, wouldn't that be just the most ironic thing? If the worst Packers team played against, I don't know, maybe the best 49ers team of this era. And the Packers won that one. And went on a run. I mean, that would be, that'd be pretty funny. It'd be pretty, it'd be pretty NFL-y for that to happen. But so the Panthers is the other big one. The Panthers beat the Seahawks. And that's important because the Seahawks have some tough games to close. And the Panthers could suddenly sneak in in the NFC playoff race. Why does that matter? Well, if you're playing the Bucks for a wild card spot, you hold the head-to-head tiebreaker. Pretty nice. Now, those get complicated when there's a number of teams um, vying for it. Then you, you, they get, without having the exact scenarios, it's, it's, I think, sort of pointless to get into every little detail. But then you're looking at... Division record, conference record, strength of victory, all that stuff. Um, We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Here's the moral of the story. If the Packers win the next three, they have a, a slightly better chance today than they did yesterday at the same time, you know, start of day Sunday, to make the playoffs. They got to beat the Rams. Then they got to play the Miami Dolphins in Miami on Christmas. You got to win that game. And then we'll see. Right? You have to, you're going to have to get to nine and eight. Like eight and nine is not going to do it. Just like based on where the, the teams are, the number of games, some of these teams basically can't, can't lose more games than that. So that it's just a math problem. You're, you're, you're going to have to get to nine and eight, which means winning out. This complicates the Jordan Love you know, conversations because, okay, when, when they're mathematically eliminated, maybe you want to play Love, but if they're not mathematically eliminated until after they play, who knows? Now, it could be the case. They go into Week 18. That game means nothing because even if they beat the Lions, they can't get in. Okay, now you can play Love. And I think they would. I think they would in a one-game situation like that. If there's two or three games left, I could see Rodgers being like, mm, let, let me play a half. In these games or something like that. I'm fascinated to see how that all plays out. But the Packers are still in it. Is the moral of the story. You get to 6-8. and eight, Put a lot of pressure. The Packers are suddenly going to be in every graphic. In the hunt. They are, they are squarely in the hunt. The Lions can't be in the hunt if the Packers aren't in the hunt. It's a half game difference. So. Something, something to, to just you know play with this week. The ESPN has a, a, a playoff predictor thing. You put in the matchups and see how many permutations you can kick out. But this Panthers game for Seattle, because it's an NFC opponent, that's a big one. Because it's an NFC opponent, that matters for tiebreakers. So if they losing this game is, is pretty big for them. Now, getting rid of the Lions would have probably been nice. But if you can't beat the Lions to make the playoffs... You don't deserve to make the playoffs. That's the moral of that story. So we'll be back tomorrow. Expert Tuesday, Trey Wingo joins us on the show. Lily Zhao on Wednesday. We have a crossover Thursday with Travis Rogers from Locked On Rams. And then, I don't know, are we going to go live on Friday or do we want another interview? I think people liked the interview. Um, 
I don't know. Let me know. Do you, do you find the, the live shows on Friday with injury reports useful now that these games matter a little less? I don't know. Let me know. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Um, send, send your, your tweets to the podcast at Locked on Packers. Um, just, just let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I, I think it's a, a useful experiment, potentially. Uh, you can download the podcast, find the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, anywhere you get podcasts. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, we will be live after the game on Monday, not Sunday. Monday, it will be late. Um, you can uh, you can do that on the Locked on Packers YouTube page. Stay Locked on Packers.